Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and we are absolutely excited because it is just hours away from game time. The Toronto Rock and the Buffalo Bandits facing off against one another for the first time this season. And, of course, we all remember, but not fondly, the way last season ended. If you're a Toronto Rock fan, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast, that the Buffalo Bandits knocked off the Rock two straight games in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, each game being decided by a goal. And in each game, the Rock had a chance in the dying seconds, in the dying fractions of a second, to send those games to overtime. And then at that point, obviously, it's next shot wins, next goal wins. Um, Rock came up short. The clock wasn't on their side in either case. The post wasn't on their side in Buffalo. And then the clock wasn't on their side back in Hamilton in game number two when Challen Rogers wound up, had Vino bite on the shot, fired that pass down to Dan Craig, quick stick into the back of the net. But unfortunately, just fractions of a second too late. And the Rock season ended. So it was a lot of drama. And now we go into week number three of the NLL season with both the Rock and the Bandits coming off of losses. The Bandits are 0-1. The Rock are 1-1. But neither team wants to see that second loss go into the loss column here this weekend in December, especially with the break coming up, not only for Christmas, but then the Rock have a bye week the following week and aren't back in action until the weekend of January 7th when they'll travel to New York to take on the Riptide, a very dangerous Riptide team, of course, boasting some of the top offensive players in the league and just one of those upstart clubs that you never want to call anything a trap game in this league because there is so much parity, but in some cases you'd almost rather play a little bit more of a known where the Riptide, I think, still represent a bit of an unknown, but the Rock did get to see them in preseason, so maybe not quite such an unknown as I talk around in circles here, but needless to say, the Riptide are on their way to becoming a real contender in this East Conference, and it is a dangerous and important game coming up after the break in January against that Riptide team. So the Rock want to go into that with a win, feeling good at Christmas, and enjoy the break and not be stewing on two straight losses going into a very tough game on the road. With all that said, our guests today on the program are Matt Sawyer and Latrell Harris. Let's kick things off with the head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I'm currently joined by the head coach of the Toronto Rock, Matt Sawyer. Matt, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, as always. All right. Well, we are coming into a very big game, uh, but I want to obviously go back to the game against Rochester, and I want to start with your post-game comments. And I thought it was really interesting because a lot of times you do say, you know what, we'll just look at the video we'll move on from this, you know, put it in the rearview mirror. But you actually said, I think this one, we have to let this one sting a little bit. Maybe you can just kind of go a little bit deeper in your thought process. Maybe it was a kind of heat of the moment right after the game when you said that, because it did 
was probably stinging sure. quite a bit at that time. But maybe just uh, explain that a little bit more because I found that a little bit interesting. It was a little something different. Well, um, I think I got that question probably about six minutes after we, we stepped <laughs> off the bench, right? Yep. Uh, you know, what you hear a lot and, and we talk about it, you, know, you turn the page and look forward and, and uh, um, you know, we believe in that. There's no sense uh, uh, dwelling on uh, on what has happened in the past. But like I said, there is real fresh. It's right after the game. It was a disappointing outcome for us. And, uh, um, you know, you can't be too quick to turn the page, right? We um, had high expectations going, uh, going into that game like we do for every game. And, um, you know, we were unsuccessful. And we were unsuccessful because of... Uh, you know, our commitment to doing what we had to do to go in there and, and get a win. And Rochester was real good. And I mentioned, um, you know, at uh, uh, the same time throughout the game, you know, they were better than us in uh, in every area, especially early on in that game. So, um, you know, just to be quick and say, oh, we're going to turn the page and move on to the next one. What I meant was, uh, you know, you need to uh, kind of look at that game as a coaching staff, myself, our coaches, and individually as players. And you need to take ownership of it and uh you know it um wasn't a uh, a performance that we were happy with and uh, i guess that's what i meant by it you need to uh, uh let it sting a little bit because uh you know we should uh, our expectations are high and uh, that wasn't a good night for us now when you say that you wanted to take ownership of this and the players need to take ownership of it the coaches need to take ownership of it everybody did you did you see that at practice on Tuesday and in video and, and in the days afterwards and leading up to this game on Saturday? Have you seen everybody kind of take ownership and and uh, using that game as learning experience, I guess? Uh, for sure. Um, you know, but we, we always do that. And, um, you know, we, uh, we had a good week of preparation uh, going into Rochester. And, um, you know, uh, fact of the matter is, though, it comes down to, uh, to your performance on, on the night of the game. And... Uh, um, you know, I've said this a lot. You're gonna uh, gonna play a game where uh, well, you do what you need to do, and and you play the game the right way, and and you uh, commit to doing everything uh, um, to be successful. And sometimes you won't come out on the right side of uh, of the result. Uh, we just felt we didn't give ourselves that chance at all in uh, in Rochester, and that's uh, take nothing away from them. Um, they were uh, they were hungry, and um, you know they're uh, a good team. They're a division opponent, and um, you know we need to. Uh, be better than we were now i know you mentioned your the the sting comment was you know right after the loss and um you've obviously had a chance to rewatch the game probably several times but how much did your opinion of the game change when you rewatch the game because i know you know I, I, as the game was going on you you always thought you know what we've seen this team do this before dig a bit of a hole grind one out especially in that building in rochester not very long ago sure and you start to think, you know, this team's going to do it. And, you know, I'm saying that, that I'm thinking the team's going to do it because they're generating chances like crazy in transition. I still think a lot of times they're probably playing the way you like to, pushing the ball. And, and there was just a lot of chances. It just seemed like either Hartley made the save, they didn't drop, they hit a post, they just missed, all these things. Um how much did your opinion of the game change really from that, you know, final buzzer to the to the rewatches through the week? Well, when you watch that game, uh, you feel better about the second half uh, um, for sure. Uh, we did create chances and you felt like we uh, controlled the uh, the play. Uh, but we scored two goals in the second half and 
Um, I think the, they came within the first four minutes as well, right? So another long stretch of not putting the ball in the net. And really, um, you know, that's going to happen uh, from time to time. Run into a hot goalie. Uh, maybe you're not shooting well, uh, whatever it might be. But you can't put yourself in, uh, in that position. And we just feel if we were uh, uh, good right from the start, uh, we wouldn't have had to uh, rely on that. It would have been nice to pull it out. But... Uh, um, you know, we got uh, got the result we deserved, uh, and we're going to be much better on Saturday. Teams always talk about starting on time, and that's obviously a big point of emphasis, I think, from this loss. When you're sit- when you're there on the bench and you see maybe this starting to happen, what adjustments do you make? What adjustments can you make? Are you kind of like, okay, we got to ride this out and, and turn it around when we turn it around, but it can't be too late? Like, what what are the from the coach's side of things, what is going through your head as you're seeing this start to unfold? You're just trying to uh, to focus on, um, you know, kind of next shift up. And uh, they went on a little bit of a roll there and a run. And, you know, they get one. And um, before you know it, you're looking up. And I think it was 5-1. So you're just uh, you're trying to get the guys to focus on what's in front of them, not what has happened. And you need to string together good shifts uh, just both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, on the O end, you might uh, put in a few more uh, set plays, uh, five on five, just trying to create some opportunities. Uh, the game moves quick there, and, and you need to be able to adapt both as, uh, as coaches and, and players. But really, in that situation, you just want to have a good, strong five minutes where you're, you know, you're playing good defense, not giving up opportunities, and uh, um, creating, uh, creating opportunities in the offensive end. And we didn't do enough of that. Now, as we look ahead to this weekend against the Buffalo Bandits, it's a game that while, you know, nobody's looking ahead, we'll put that out there. No one's looking ahead when you the probably season are. starts, except for me, yeah. everyone in the office, all the fans, everyone else, except the team themselves. Week three. They're not looking ahead. But when the schedule came out, a lot of people were looking ahead to this game against the Buffalo Bandits. Take yourself out of this a little bit, maybe as a coach, but at the same time, you know, in the coach's shoes here. Like, how excited are you about coaching in a game like this? Is this something where you personally get up for it a little bit more that this is a team that put us out last year? You also know this is the measuring stick, and these are the guys you're probably going to have to go through if you want to get to the NLL finals, all those types of things. Um just spit the truth at me here, Matty. Do you get excited about these games? Well, you should be. <laughs> um, everybody should be, right? Uh, you know, with uh, within our team. Uh, you know, we would be excited uh, uh, if it was a different opponent as well. But um, you know, you mentioned uh, um, Buffalo, and it's a great rivalry. Uh, usually, two teams that uh, bring out the best in each other. They didn't start uh, in week one like they like they wanted, and we're not too happy with uh, what happened uh, last week. So. You put that all together, and it uh, should add up to uh, uh, a real good early season uh, uh, game here. And we're going into a break after this. Uh, we're off for 21 days before we play again. So uh, it's important that uh, we have a uh, have a good uh, good showing and a good uh, you know just a good game, and we feel feel good about ourselves after the game and how we played and committed to playing. So, um, but anytime you get together uh, or uh, get into a game against Buffalo and um, with something on the line you get excited about it for sure and uh, I would uh, hope our whole room feels the same way which I know they do and I'm not trying to put any more pressure into the uh, the balloon here I guess you could say but that's your job though right yes it is yeah. 
this is high stakes poker here a little bit here going oh, into here this game because you got two teams coming off a loss, two teams that don't like each other, best rivalry in the NLL. Nobody wants to have two losses in that uh, L column here going into Christmas. Like you say, a big break for this team over the Christmas holidays. And again, not to put too much hype or pressure into the balloon, but I mean, nobody wants to sit on a loss for three weeks and think about no, it don't. because you're going to go through so many highs and lows and everything. You want to go into Christmas on a break. So, you know, is is that a bit of a vibe around the team right now here that, you know, the, the stakes have been raised from when the schedule came out, you know, with what's happened with Buffalo losing, the Rock coming off a loss, all these things, you know, is that the vibe that, there's maybe a little more on the line here this week coming up than than usual in, in week three for both teams. Yeah, I, I don't know about the vibe. I know that we're focused and, um, you know, for all the reasons that uh, that you mentioned and it's something that, um, you know, we're aware of and uh, we recognize. And, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a big game here in, uh, uh early in the season. And uh, every time we go out and compete, it's... Uh, we have the expectation that if we uh, we play our game, we're going to have uh, have a good chance to be successful, and and uh, that's the plan for uh, for Saturday night. But uh, you know, let's get it going, bring it on here. That's right, bring it on indeed. Uh, lineup changes. Um, I don't know if you're expecting anybody, but of course, uh, as fans have probably begun to see here this year, the NLL is. Um, basically putting out publishing an injury report every week. So the Toronto Rock have listed three players as out for this weekend. Tyler Hendricks, Chris Corbeil, Sheldon Burns, all guys that are on either IR or pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously with last week's performance, are there any lineup changes you're considering at this point? Or is it a, I'll call it a Mike Sullivan answer, everyone's a game time decision? <laughs> Uh, you know, we look at that uh, every week, and um, you know, uh, up and down our roster, and and uh, make the decision as a as a coaching staff uh, who's going to give us the best chance on uh, on Saturday night, and and uh, you'll see that when we when we get out there Saturday. So, uh, you mentioned three guys there. Two of them are are longer term injuries, and uh, uh, you know, we expect uh, Sheldon to be uh, available uh, sooner than later, but it won't be this week for us. All right, Maddie. Well. It is time to just bring it on here and get ready to go. play the Bandits on Saturday night. Toronto Rock and the Buffalo Bandits. You got a big crew, everybody coming, the family, everybody yeah, they, this yeah. one? Um, they're not missing it. They had no, it circled on the couch. No, they're they're, <laughs> they're uh, excited. They're coming down to this one, and, and uh, whoever can't make it will be tuned in for sure. So it's always uh, um, exciting when the Rock play, and even more so when, uh, when it's a big game against Buffalo. So tune All in. Right. All right. Well, we're all jacked up around here and can't wait uh, for it. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, Toronto Rock and the Buffalo Bandits. Big East Conference battle between uh, two of the top dogs, two teams that a lot of people have uh, prognosticated to be front runners here for the NLL title. So, that said, week three here. Week three. (laughs) You can still prognosticate in week three. No? Yeah. I'll leave that up to you. Okay. All righty, Matty. Thanks and uh, good luck this weekend, and we'll do this again. Thanks. All right. That was Toronto Rock head coach Matt Sawyer. We'll take a short break here and be back with more Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock here with 
Latrell Harris You're back right. on the program. How are you doing, Latrell? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good, good. Are you? Uh, what's your mindset here going into this game against Buffalo on Saturday? I mean, the team's coming off a loss. Bandits are coming off a loss. I kind of talked to Matt Sawyer earlier on on the podcast already that it kind of feels like this game's got a little higher stakes than even a typical Toronto-Buffalo game, uh, given the fact it is early in the season, but just the fact nobody wants to sit on a loss over the Christmas break. Nobody wants to have two losses already at this point in the season. So what's the mindset of uh, you and your teammates here going into this game Saturday night? You know, like you said, this, this game's obviously uh, very important in a big game. You know, even from last year, uh, them just, you know, uh, taking or making a early exit for us uh, early, especially at home. So obviously that's on their mind. But, you know, it's also another game. It's another lacrosse game. Uh, it's a third game of the season, second one at home. So obviously we want to win at home. And uh, like you said, Losing over Christmas break is not ideal, so going home with the win, it'll make everything better. It'll make Christmas better, New Year's better, and uh, we start season fresh off, and there we go. But uh, I think we just got to play a full game. That's it. Full game by everybody. You know, coaches, offense, defense, draw team, penalty kill, power play. Everybody plays a full 60-minute game. It'll be all right. Now, when we did the interviews on Media Day, and uh, we talked a little bit about pressure and guaranteed win night. And we said, is there any more pressure? And one of your answers to that question was, you like a little bit of pressure. So needless to say, there's going to be some pressure maybe in this game on Saturday night. Is 100%. this a situation that you feel like you thrive in those situations? I, th- I mean, I think so. I, th- I, I mean, obviously putting pressure on it means, you know, you got to go out and do your thing. And the uh, rest of your teammates will be behind you supporting you and vice versa. You'll be supporting your teammates and behind them. And, yeah, you just got to get after it. I don't know. This is obviously a, a big, big rivalry with Buffalo. So, you know, we can't be too high or too low. You know, can't be thinking, oh, I want to go and, you know, crush them in the first quarter. We all know it doesn't happen like that. So one game at a time, one shift at a time, and we'll go on from there. Now, growing up in St. Catharines, that's, that's kind of – Bandit territory, right? hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> Being so close to the border. So, did you grow up a bandit fan? Um, I, I guess we could say that. Yeah, I've been to more bandits games when I was younger yeah. than rock games for sure. But uh, at the same time, I, mean, I was playing uh, other sports too. So I, I don't even know if I had a favorite NLL team. If yeah. I could say that, but uh, obviously now it's the rock. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Niagara has a lot of rock fans, too. So, yeah. Now, playing other sports growing up, that was something else I wanted to talk to you about because uh, I did see somebody post recently about um, that you were drafted in the Ontario Hockey League by the Guelph Storm. And that kind of reminded me of that fact. But um, why did you stop playing hockey? You know, I don't really have a... Uh, a specific reason. Um, there was just a point in time where I had to choose between lacrosse and hockey. And, you know, lacrosse is my number one love. I go into the rink to play lacrosse, to go to practice. It was, you know, amazing. But if I had to go to the rink to play hockey and practice with hockey, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm tired or whatever. Yeah. But so lacrosse just comes more naturally. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, Lacrosse guys are just a different breed. I don't know. I think a lot of people can, um, you know, agree with that. And so just lacrosse. I just love lacrosse. That's yeah. that's the big Do you miss there. hockey at all? Or? Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. there's obviously 
you know, seeing some of uh, the guys you played against or, you know, even friends just making it either to the NHL or the AHL or, you know, out in Europe, uh, it's great. So, but uh, I, I do miss hockey, but it's also good to play some pond hockey too, you know. Yeah. That, that gets your itch away, so. So who are some of the guys that you competed against uh, either or competed with, I guess, that uh, have made it to the pro ranks in hockey? Yeah, well, uh, two guys actually um, – Mac Hollowell, he's uh, from Niagara Falls. He just got signed with the Leafs. So oh, he nice. had a couple games this year, yep. And uh, a Thorold native named uh, Connor Timmons. He was just traded from Arizona to the Leafs, and now he's been playing in their lineup. And then uh, a guy on my team growing up, Dylan Wells, he's a goalie. He just got picked up by the Chicago Blackhawks. So, you know, just seeing them seeing them thrive in their sport and making it to obviously the top level is is great, and I love it for them. So I guess outside of lacrosse, this is always that fun question that who is the most famous person in your phone? The most famous person yeah. in my phone? Um, I, you know, I might go uh, Tom Schreiber. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about outside of lacrosse? Would it be the yeah. hockey guys? Or? Yeah, the hockey guys, I guess. I, although I only have, you know, Dylan Wells' number because yeah. he was on my team. I don't really. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't have any like actors or... You know, no, any of those people right. on my phone. So. Or nobody can let out of the let the cat out of the bag here, right? No, yeah. I, I got to keep it low key. But uh, <laughs> Tom Schreiber, yeah, I mean, talk about that. I mean, we just saw today named uh, number one player in the PLL. I guess that's something you can get on board with. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, that's he's number one player, both yeah. indoor, outdoor, for sure. Yeah. What's it been like playing with him year round? Amazing, you know, amazing. It's especially. Obviously, field and box are very different sports, so, you know, preparation is different or travel might be different, so, but uh, I'm pretty blessed that I don't have to defend against them in games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using to my teammate. Your, and, your running mate, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. All right, well, uh, I also want to talk a little bit just about your development and maturation as a player and, you know, what's what do you think your ceiling still is in lacrosse like what how much better can you get what are the areas that you have to improve in specifically what's the what's the next thing that latrell harris kind of has to check off to become an even better player i think my mental to be honest um you know you could say all this always fast and strong and physical and you know young and has all this potential but i really I think it starts with just myself, my mental, the way, you know, if I have a bad shift, am I, you know, cussing at myself running off or am I saying, hey, next one, next one, you can't be perfect in my preparation, am I overthinking things or am I just, you know, one shift at a time, it's just another game, right, you can't, can always be perfect and uh, yeah, just, you know, just staying level-headed, not getting too high, too low and uh, so I really do think I could work on myself personally that's interesting because i mean i sit there and think you know you broke into this league as an 18 year old and you're out there on the last minute defense with brody merrill coming into the league and and you're right there with those guys boom right off the hop and you think for somebody to do that at that young of age it doesn't really happen and then you've you know just kept getting better and better and better and you've already got a ton of experience in this league for you know, somebody who's only, what, 24 years old, right? Going to be 25 in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. You've accomplished no, a lot, I'm a- saying. Absolutely. You should be a pretty absolutely. confident guy, Latrell. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, but, you know, there's always higher expectations for myself in the matter. Yeah. 
no matter what, always trying to be the best or, you know, to be better than what I was yesterday. You know, it's a brand new day. Always just trying to be at the best. Now, we look back at that game last week against Rochester, and when you say, you know, just always trying to be your best, I think, you know, across the board, Matt Sawyer talked about the team and the players and coaches all taking ownership of that loss. And I did ask him about, you know, a lot of times you say after those games, it's just turn the page and move on. But he did say in his postgame comments that this is a game maybe we should kind of let sting a little and, and kind of percolate and really learn something for this, but realize that it didn't leave a really great taste in anyone's mouth what happened on Saturday night in Rochester. No, it didn't. It didn't leave a good taste at all. <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, it's obviously good to flip the book and get prepared for your next week's game, but sometimes it's it's good to let things sting because, you know, you're going back and watching film and it's like, oh, this is where I could have done this or, you know, from our first game defense to what we did here, we didn't start on time, you know, we weren't really playing as a system so letting that sting and letting that you know just remembering how it felt i think for our next game and you know next following games we'll know that uh, getting prepared and going out and playing so looking at this game coming up against the bandits now um you know what what are you drawing is there anything that you go into this game saying you know is this a revenge game for us? Is it just another game? You know, do you think about how close things were last year in the playoffs and what could have been? You know, how are you channeling all of all of those emotions into what we'll see on Saturday night? I don't know. There's lots of things <laughs> running through my head. I won't lie. Lots of things running around through my head, but I'm really just coming in level-headed. I mean, it's definitely personal. Like I said, they beat us out last year in the uh, conference finals, especially at home, which is, uh, you know, for our fans and organization, that's never what you want. So obviously that will be um, on my head, but really just uh, coming out in the first quarter and letting them know that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, a game that they think uh, we're going to, you know, dictate the pace and just let the Rock Boys do their thing. That's right. I want to wrap up with this question. Recently, you may have learned that when I introduce you, I hold your name until you get to certain spots on the floor. Kind of divulged that here in the office the other day. I kind of noticed, Latrell, the first game, I thought maybe the run was a little slower. <laughs> and you were trying to put me to the test there yeah. in game number one of the player intros. True or false? Uh, very true. Oh, okay. <laughs> very true. I, I, I was, thought so. But... I wanted to test out your vocals. All right. Well, I ho <laughs> hopefully I passed the test. But I I felt it was like those first couple steps onto the floor. I was like, I think he's I think he's going a little slower to see. Because yeah, a, a few people in the skip. office kind of joked around that we were waiting to see if you were going to do that. And Yeah, I definitely took a couple uh, skips before <laughs> taking a couple long strides. I won't lie, I did that. But I'll be better. I'll be better for All right. it. No, hey, I enjoyed it. I was able to hit the mark still. So I, I was happy with what happened. Beautiful. So, and I think uh, obviously that's a big moment for everybody running out of the tunnel. And I think there'll be the even a little bit more emotion here Saturday night when... Uh, 100%. Everybody's getting ready to run out and uh, take on the bandits. Yep, that's right, man. That's right. Let's do it. Seven o'clock on Saturday should be a good one. You know, it's gonna be real good, especially because we're so close to you know Buffalo. So they'll have fans there. You know, they'll be in your ear running out of the tunnel or you know by our bench, or they'll be cheering when they score. So I'm ready. Rock City's ready. Steel City's ready. Can't wait to get after it. All right.
All right, Latrell. Well, thanks a lot for doing this. Good luck on Saturday night, and uh, hopefully we'll do this again soon. Go Rock, go, baby. All right, that was Latrell Harris of the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access. We'll be back in a moment to wrap things up. Thanks to Latrell Harris and to Matt Sawyer for joining us on Toronto Rock Total Access today. We hope everybody enjoyed those two quick chats with those gentlemen. And as we get tuned up for Saturday night's matchup between the Rock and the Bandits, everybody's excited. The excitement level here, very high. It's not a playoff game, obviously, week three of the regular season, but it is going to have that playoff-type feel to it. These two teams, we know about the rivalry. We know about the mutual dislike. We know about the mutual respect that the two organizations have. The two teams are close on the map geography-wise. Just a little over an hour separates each team from their respective home arenas in Buffalo and in Hamilton. This has all the makings of another great one on Saturday night with neither team wanting to lose for obvious rivalry reasons, but then also because of those early season standing implications because nobody wants to find themselves in a hole at this point in the season. Obviously, you're so early, somebody could go on and run the table. And at the end of the day, these losses, you know, they may not end up biting anyone, whoever ends up accumulating them here, obviously. But you definitely want to put these wins in the bank. As Jamie Dowick said in the opening episode of Rock City Unplugged, you know, these wins in December are going to be just as important as the wins at the end of the season before the playoffs. But you got to win some games to get to the playoffs. So let's get this started on Saturday night when the Rock and the Bandits get together at First Ontario Centre. Game time is 7 o'clock. Of course, it is also the Teddy Bear Toss game. So you are encouraged to bring a new teddy bear to the game, or you can buy one or buy two or buy three or four at the game on Saturday night. And the reason why I say buy one or two, you can get one bear for $15, two bears for $20. A lot of people like to actually buy two bears, throw one onto the floor and keep one for themselves. They're pretty cute little guys. Got a little rock jersey on there with the Kojiko sponsorship mixed in there. So uh, the pretty cool little keepsake too of a pretty fun night. So Make sure that when you get down to the game, you head to section 103, 104, or section 116 to pick up a teddy bear for the teddy bear toss. And again, you're also invited to bring your own new teddy bear to the game as well to chuck it on the floor when the Rocks score their first goal in the second quarter. So first quarter Rock goal, do not throw the teddy bears. Once the start of the second quarter happens, at that point, Anytime thereafter, throw your teddy bear on the floor when the Rocks score. We hope it's going to be real quick in that second quarter, but this gives everybody a chance to get in the building, get settled. Of course, sometimes a little late arrival, sometimes for people, they maybe want to grab an extra beverage before things get started, but you're going to want to make sure you're in your seat, obviously, for the start of the second quarter and have those bears ready to toss. Now, if you're seated in an area at the end of the rink, behind the mesh, the best thing to do once the Rocks score that goal, maybe shimmy over a section or two so that you can actually get that bear onto the turf. It's a bit of a bit of a toss to get it over the mesh. And I know last year we had a few bears hung up in the mesh for a good part of the game. Made for a nice photo, but we want to get those bears on the floor, right? So once the Rocks score their first goal in the second quarter or later, Again, we're hoping early in the second quarter. That's when you'll toss your bears and just make sure 
to do your best to get it over the uh, over the glass onto the turf and make sure you respect those around you and uh, take your time. You know, we're going to uh, get this going quickly when it happens, but also, uh, you know, know that you've got uh, more than uh, 10 seconds to get that bear out of your hands and onto the turf. So uh, don't be don't be trampling people trying to get your bear uh, onto the floor is what I'm trying to say here. So we'll make sure it gets out there. And then once all the bears are collected, the United Way uh, will take care of them, get them sanitized, get them ready for donation to McMaster Children's Hospital and some other um recipients in the community as well because we are anticipating a lot of bears being tossed on the floor on saturday night and hopefully we're anticipating a lot of goals going into the bandits net on saturday night and hopefully looking forward to a rock win at home where the rock obviously have been very good another thing we should mention is the rock will be wearing they're black and gold Steel City jerseys. There'll be a few new pieces of merchandise unveiled as well from the Rock City collection. And by the time you hear this, the cat will be out of the bag, but mystery boxes are back. Game-worn jersey mystery boxes are back, available for $225 plus tax. First come, first served, 30 That's it. There are 30 of these boxes available. They would make a great gift but they do include one game-worn jersey from recent history. A lot of them are from the 21-22 season, but a game-worn Toronto Rock jersey. And then two bonus items, one autographed 8x10 signed by either Challen Rogers, Latrell Harris, or Nick Rose, and also an autographed ball uh, signed by a current member of the Rock. Could be Dan Dawson. Could be Nick Rose, could be Challen Rogers. You never know. That's part of the mystery. Everything comes with certificate of authenticity um, to guarantee that everything you're receiving is uh, authentic, signed by the players, worn in a game, all those kind of things. So it's a pretty awesome little project, a lot of fun that a lot of people have worked on here in the office. So a big tip of the cap to everybody in the office who's helped to put this together. Um, including, of course, Alan, Carly, Kelsey. Sorry if I'm missing anybody, but lots of people chipped in to uh, make this happen. Andrew, obviously, on the graphics and all that kind of stuff, too. So um, thanks to everybody in the office here for pulling together. It's a cool thing to deliver to fans at a pretty incredible price point as well, $225. So um, make sure you grab one if you can. The doors will open for the game at 5.30. Happy hour starts at 6 o'clock. If you do want one of these game-worn mystery boxes, I would strongly suggest that you get there at 5.30. Typically, these sell out in probably 10 to 15 minutes, to be honest. So make sure you are there early if you really want one. That is the best piece of advice you may hear all day if you are interested in one of those game-worn jersey mystery boxes that also come with a signed 8x10 and a signed lacrosse ball. So lots of good stuff coming. Of course, like I just mentioned, the new Steel City uh, items will be out there too. An item of the game, if you spend a $100 or more, you will get a free Toronto Rock Christmas tree ornament. Not a bad little deal. A little bad, not, not a bad little incentive there to spend a little bit of dough at the Toronto Rock Team Store this Saturday at the game at First Ontario Centre. So that will about wrap things up. Uh, we've got some other great 
ticket packs on sale as well. Our Rock Through the Ages pack just went on sale this week too with uh, two gold tickets to the game on January 14th against Halifax as well as two reversible bucket hats. Uh, Rock Through the Ages is going to feature some cool stuff, uh, some tunes basically from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Uh, musical theme each quarter we've got the reversible bucket hats we've got some other fun stuff planned as well for that night a little bit of a retro night i guess overall coming up on january the 14th so that really will just about do it here for the show in the meantime and in between time i'm mike hancock saying we'll see you saturday night for some saturday night lacrosse and we will chat next week 